0: Hello, and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel, and we have a very packed PGA-centric show for everybody. Of course, I'm here with my man, Sia Najab. We also are going to bring on our good friend, Joel, who's taken down, and he eloquently corrected us and and Sia a couple times, three 50K tournaments in the last four weeks. Uh, We shorted him 50,000, and I'm sure his bank account would not be happy about that. But Sia, how are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing good. I just tagged Gil because I'm hoping, I I guess I should probably set up this story, but I'm hoping that this little live stream counts as my interview for VSIN Live. I mean, what do you think?
0: I mean, I don't want you to leave me, but I mean, if there's a place you were to go, I guess that's it. Well, how about this? Sorry, Jason, if you're listening, but could you do you think you could take me along?
1: <laughs> so so let me set up the story for anybody that's listening before we get right into the to the PGA championship. So here's what happened. So there, there's actually an opening for Gil Alexander. He is he is the guy. Like to in, in my estimation, there's like a few guys in sports radio that are really, really good. Uh, Nick Wright is one of them. Gil Alexander is another. And honestly, there's a drop off after that. If we're like talking like fantasy, like, you know, Mm -hmm. radio, like that's those are the two top guys. Anyway, he has a he has a position open for his producer. So he actually made a plea to his fans. And he said, hey, anybody who wants to be my producer, you can submit a video. You may maybe hit me up on Twitter or maybe both. And I'll consider you. I'll strongly consider you. He's, you know, whatever. So the short of it is I was kind of just kidding. And so, I submitted a tweet, you know, and kind of gave my background. I'm from D.C., he's from D.C. So, the short of it is he read the tweet on Beaston Live, which was kind of cool. And uh, now my wife and I, who worked in Vegas for seven years, uh, we're packing our bags and we're heading to Vegas. So, this is my well, last live stream. Just kidding. That's
0: congratu- not happening. Oh, Okay, good. Well, I mean, we're on- honestly... <laughs> I wouldn't mind having Joel here all the time too anyways. Kind of killing it. So there's really not much I can do about that, but no man, I thought it was really funny you sent us the uh the the uh, little little clip of him reading your tweet on air and I, he got a kick out of it. Um and he even told you he's like, "Hey man, just submit a video." Let's go. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty awesome too. So shout out to Gil. We do appreciate him hopefully. He'll come in and at least check a little bit of this out cuz as you said, this is this is your on air. This is live, baby. This is how we do it
1: so listen so here's here's what i'll say and, and i'm hoping you know one percent chance i just tagged gill hopefully he's watching but uh i i i declined the job that was never offered to me um mm-hmm. so there's that just let's, let's get that formality out of the way but anytime gill wants to come on the show or have us come on his show because maybe they need a guest analyst for golf or nfl or for any of the things that we do we are more than happy to do that for you sir
0: gill you hear that and we know josh too josh applebaum um He's a good dude. I got to interview him. So I hope, uh, you know, I'll I'll consider him a friend of the show. He keeps ducking my emails. He emailed me back once, but the other ones he hasn't. But I'm still, I'm persistent. That's the salesman in me. I'm very persistent. So we're going to get him. Michael, if you're trying to get,
1: if, if you're trying to get cred though, like you leave that last part out.
0: Nope honesty man people need to know how the sausage is made Sia. i am a true believer in that let people know how the sausage is made and we're gonna do that for a little pga dfs and obviously see is gonna have his bets we're very excited about that we have the pga championship it is coming up it is our first major of the year this means we can start putting our money on brooks Kepka, everybody let's do it and see we will get to it at one point but you did you kind of flippity flopped a little bit today so don't 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 lead us on too much. We'll get there in a second. But let us bring our good friend Joel in. Joel at Draft Master Flex. What is up, buddy?
2: Hey, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me join you
0: tonight. I appreciate Please. it. Please. When you put it like that, you make it sound <laughs> so elite and so fantastic. And I wouldn't quite put us there yet. We're not quite. No, there. I think he's yeah. onto to something. <laughs> okay, that's how that's I true. see it. That's true. All right. You're right. v if you're paying attention, here you go. This is your team for golf, for um, (laughs) baseball. I don't know if anyone was listening in the Philadelphia area last night. Now, it wasn't my bet. It was Jason's. But I did tell a bunch of people to bet the Mike Trout prop of hitting a dinger his first day back after his baby was born. And a lot of people hopefully listened and made some money. So that was a lot of fun. Shout out to our good friend, John Jansen. He was formerly at Sirius with us. Uh, Producer John. And now he's crushing it, has his own show. So make sure to check that out, The Gambler on Fox in Philly. What's up, See ya?
1: Real quick, John Jansen, who, who, again, worked with us at SiriusXM, worked more with you than he did me, of course. He is like the best radio voice I've heard. His voice is uh, awesome. I was listening to you on his show yesterday. And by the way, that Mike Trout call was like unbelievable. But long story short, I mean, his voice is amazing. Like he is going to, I mean, if he wants to be, he's going to be in this industry for as long as he wants because... It's awesome. His insight right. is great. Don't get me wrong, but his voice is even better.
0: Sia, I figured it out, and I'm Joel. I'm sorry. I promise we're gonna get to you, but Sia is gonna go to Vison He's gonna hang out with Gil. John's gonna bring me on his show every day, every week, and then eventually we're gonna run it together. I'm gonna be the resident Mets fan because I'm sad all the time. It's in Philadelphia. I'll get killed at Michael Riziel one because I'm gonna say so many mean things to the Eagles fans, uh, but we're gonna have so much fun while we're there. How's that sound? Did I, did I just write the book of our lives, Sia? Does that work?
1: I I accept.
0: Uh, deal all right sounds good and that's enough banter from us we uh we don't get to see each other twice a week we will be soon though don't worry two week shows are coming back and we're actually moving the show back to tuesdays because we did some math in our head and realized you can't really listen to a podcast if it comes out at 11 o'clock at night and lineup blocks at seven in the morning that makes it kind of difficult so this show is actually moving back to tuesdays pretty soon but we're gonna get it so let's start see ya joel let's talk a little pga DFS, some bets. Joel, again, has won three showdown slates in the last four weeks, pulling in $150,000. I'm not going to talk about John Rom and his penalty shot. Don't worry. That's Jason's job, Joel. I promise you that. So
1: let's we start. Spend, we could spend an hour on that John Rom thing because I have so much to say about it, but we've nope. already sort of like bantered enough. So let's actually get into the nuts and bolts.
0: Sorry. And I think Joel doesn't want to remember that he lost $100,000. So anyway, <laughs> let Okay. Well, you want. <laughs> Your, your money, not mine. Um, let's get into it. Our first major of the year. We can finally talk about Brooks Capio. We can finally talk about Tiger. He is back as well. So, Sia, kick it off. Tell us a little bit about the PGA Championship this year, where we're being played, and then let's just start with some of those picks.
1: So, we're in cold San Francisco. It's going to be a tough course. I mean, jo- you know, Joel and I can can go back and forth on that, but this is not going to be what, you know, post-pandemic. We've had a lot of easy sort of layup courses and with the conditions, not just being cold, but there's going to be some high winds tomorrow afternoon in particular. So um, the course is going to play pretty long, partly because of the conditions and partly because it's long, it's a par 70 and it's just, you know, long for a par 70. So this is going to be one of those things where you're not going to see the minus 20 scores that we've seen in a lot of these tournaments from the past, or at least from the past two months. And uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, you're going to be grinding to get pars and pars are going to be good for the most part on
0: this course. I love it, Joel. Any extra insight with some of the stuff that you're looking at? So it's funny, actually. I uh, just so you guys know, I'm a terrible real life golfer. I'm
2: horrible, uh, but I, you know, me and my friends every year we go to WrestleMania. I'm not sure you guys know, like WWE, and so. Uh, every,
0: well, come on, it's WrestleMania. Everyone knows WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> exactly. So every year it becomes a golf trip. I actually forgot I've played this course uh, at one of the WrestleMania trips. So, I really am a course expert from that knowledge because I played the course before. Um, the, my, my score and my play won't help anybody, but I've been there before, so I know a little bit about it. Um, and what I'm reading, and just from a course perspective, and what I'm seeing is uh, exactly right the long hitters are going to be at an advantage. Um, I think it's really because of, of the long par fours, right there. You're going to need to hit the, off the tee well to get birdies. And obviously, you know, in DFS, like I always say, nine birdies and nine bogeys is significantly better than eighteen pars. So you want to find those guys that are going to be able to go out there and get those birdies in bunches, and guys who can get it far off the tee are going to be able to do that here.
0: I like that. Is that a quote? Do you have that like written above your bed somewhere? Is that tattooed on your arm? Because <laughs> you might want to you might want to put that down somewhere because it, it is true. I mean, if you just look at simple math you, you get more points if you have nine birdies and nine vogies than if you do 18 pars and and i think um one thing i do want to point out this is the insight you get with Windeli sports we go to these courses before these majors are played <laughs> so that we can give you this information and i think that's the most important part so see ya, kick so, us off talk so- huh?
1: it's funny that you say that though because like none of us actually knew he played the course so we're just like
0: <laughs> oh here up. we we'll go yeah you don't have to tell people that i know <laughs> i'm into making sausage <laughs> but you don't have to tell people that man come on I'm sorry. all right I all right we're good we're... we're good let's make people some money talk to me who are we these some of these elite guys what's the ownership look like and and who are we looking to play
1: so I'll tell you what, you know, Joel and I haven't discussed this beforehand. So, you know, Joel, by all means, if if you like different players or if you hate players that I picked, you know, please let me know. But I'll, like I always do, Michael, I start in that elite range and, and it's 10,000 and up. I'll tell you what, like right off the bat, uh, you know, I did discuss this with Joel. I have a lean to the early tee times. I know Joel does too, but my lean might be a little bit more significant than Joel's. Now, listen, I'm not going to pretend I always play the weather correctly. And the weather obviously changes from time to time. But again, with the with tomorrow afternoon specifically having like really high wind gusts and just really high sort of sustained wind relative to Thursday morning, Thursday a.m., I am sort of leaning towards the early crowd. So I kind of want to just personally, I want to say that, get that out there before I like sort of make my picks because I've sort of backtracked off a couple of people because they're late in the afternoon. I'll say Friday it looks and again, weather can change. It looks mm-hmm. like the wind is going to be pretty calm throughout the entire day, which, again, gives that Thursday a.m. crowd the advantage, because when they're out there Friday p.m., it doesn't look like they're going to have to contend with the same wind that the Thursday p.m. guys are. So I was a long, long rant there. But OK, so in that elite range, I got to say, I didn't like Brooks Kepka very much um, going into this tournament. But looking at, you know, A, his tee time, but also just his strokes gain metrics. I mean, he's been really good off the tee. He's been really good on approach the last couple of tournaments. And, you know, the putting has been a little off. But, again, with a putter, that can get hot pretty quick. I mean, Brooks, no stranger to a hot putter, you know, historically. So I, I think I like Brooks the most. Uh, I In my article, I did write up John Rahm. He is an afternoon guy. I still like him. I don't think he's going to be terrible in windy conditions. Oh, no. Don't talk,
0: about wrong, dude. Don't talk about John. He's right there. Come on.
1: But in that elite range, those are the two guys I, I probably like the most. Again, I like Bryson a little bit, but he's going in the afternoon. Xander, I'm not really big on, and he's the chalkiest guy in this range. I mean, he's he's like in the almost 25% range. So I'm off of him. I probably wouldn't be on him anyway. But um, he measures out fine in this course, but I'm just not going to be on him. But Joel, take it away. Who do you like of those players?
2: Yeah, so in the in the elite range, I think one thing I saw – Floating around Twitter yesterday, last night, today, there was a little interview with uh, uh who said this course suits long hitters and he's going to go out there and smack the ball as hard as he can on every hole and get it as far out there. And just just talking like that gets me juiced up, right? If you're going to say that before you go on a course, I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to be behind you then. Um, now, he's he's obviously – when he came back from from the quarantine, from break, he, he came out red hot. He's cooled off a bit since then. Uh, but for the most part, if you look at his play, he's still playing well. He's blown up on a few holes, but for the most part, it hasn't been inconsistent. It's just a few bad holes. I think uh, if he can get a few low scores this this week, I think he'll really be in contention. Uh, I do have a concern with him that he's teeing off late, and the, those wins will be a factor. Um Hey, but who knows? Maybe they'll help him. Maybe he'll start eagling holes and they'll put him driving the green. So, uh, you know, it it is a factor. You don't want to overdo it because if it does end up killing him one day, you don't want to have full exposure to somebody and to be completely eliminated after the first day. Uh, But I also would say the other way around. If you like somebody, don't let that one thing completely eliminate them off your slate because if you don't play them because they didn't play in the afternoon of the wins and they end up winning the tournament, you're going to be kicking yourself. Um, The other guy I really like in the top range is Rory. Rory is it's one of those things that I this is a big factor of how I build my lineups when I do and it is it's the fact that he's a top two three golfer in the world and he just hasn't broken into the top 10 in the last couple of weeks and he's just due. he's not playing poorly um, you know he, he's, he's playing pretty well and you know one of these times he's not going to go 15 tournaments in a row not in the top five so one of these it's gonna pop and definitely could be this this week
0: I love it and I guys I have to bring it up and I, I need to make the sound see it pew, pew. We have a narrative. Brooks Kepka's won the last two. He only tries in majors. That is the absolute narrative of all absolute narratives. Sia, you did bring it up. Obviously, his ownership is a little down. His price tag is a little bit up. He is hurt. I mean, again, a, a, a report came out a couple weeks ago. It's It was more when he has surgery, not if he has surgery. I, I mean, do you think that narrative is real, Sia? Or do you think it's just... I mean, I don't believe in coincidences. Do you just think it's coincidences that this dude just shows out at the biggest tournaments every year?
1: No, I, I don't really buy into that narrative at all. But but I mean, we've seen mm. like I, I like to see sort of like progression and he's been bad. And then now he's been good for two tournaments in a row. So if you were going to take him, it does seem like he's sort of peaking at the right time. And again, he's got the early tee time. You, you kind of need to be a little I mean, you don't need to be, but it's good if you're a little bit long on this course. He can do that. I mean it just it all kind of just measures out for Brooks Kepka right now, I think.
0: Yeah. Joel, do you buy into the narrative? Listen, I'm I'm kind of on the page of
2: never doubt Brooks Kepka at a major. Uh, I'm never gonna fade him. I mean he's 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 proved it. Uh, now, you know, at the same time with DFS as we all know, right? It's one of those things where it's it's almost it's more percentages than it is you know black or white. So it's one of those things where I definitely wouldn't have him completely off. I'm definitely not going to fade him, but uh, he'll be he'll be less than fifty percent of my laps for sure.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, let's move down to the oh, see ya.
2: Well,
1: no, on. I was going to say and we'll move down to to the very short nine thousand dollar range. But I'll tell you, you know, with Bryson, what we really should all understand if we haven't seen it already, and Steven's article is out with the ownership percentages, but the lowest owned guy is Bryson. So, and he's probably even going to be lower owned than the percentages show because people are going to lean to that early tea time. So, I mean, it's crazy to think about it because four weeks ago, we were talking about Bryson as the best player in the world and all this stuff taking over golf. Well, he's going to be the lowest owned guy and under 10%. I mean, talk about leverage plays. I mean, this is like the perfect leverage play if he can get through the... The wind factor, which, again, can be volatile and change and all that stuff. So I I, did, I I should note, I did write Bryson up. I do think he can smash it here. But I do think, you know, let's remember Bryson is a very calculated golfer before he got all the mass. So, you know, I, I think he's going to probably learn to play smart. It's just a matter of whether he learns that tomorrow or whether he learns that, you know, two weeks or two months from now. But he is perfectly equipped to dominate this course.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah, I um, I don't really like him too much that ant comment kind of was ridiculous but that's a whole nother story if you don't know about his ants check it out it's pretty funny but see ya let's uh yeah let's let's move down to that 9k range as you said it's pretty short and the most famous golfer probably of all times in there so i'm curious what you guys have to say about him as well Well, first
1: of all, golf needs villains. So this is a very good thing for golf, whether you like him or not. Um, And and the anti-villain is Webb Simpson, by the way. And he's the guy in my article I wrote up. And, and, you know, a lot of people are saying he's not a good course fit here. But I actually like Webb Simpson on this course. He's about in that, like, 12% uh, ownership range at the moment. Uh, I, I, like, I don't really like Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay has the benefit of the early tee time, but I'm not a big fan of his, uh, this week tiger. I'm not really going to be on. I just, I just haven't seen enough. There's too many good golfers emerging. I'm just not going to pay the 9,200 for tiger. And I'm, uh, I'm hundred percent off Dustin. Um, he's, there's just a few guys that I'm, I'm always going to pick to fade in a tournament. Dustin is usually one of them. Jordan Spieth is usually one of them. Ricky Fowler is usually one of them. And this week, Dustin qualifies in that regard. So Joel, what do you got in this range?
2: So I, I do agree with a lot of your points here, but I'm going to have to disagree with Cantlay. Um, I think Cantlay coming off a strong performance. Uh, he started to look really strong uh, last week. And I think this course does fit him well. And I think we're ready for a guy that's probably to me, a top 15 golfer uh, coming into form. I think this is a good spot for him where he, I think we can get into a top 10. So I will be playing a lot of Cantlay this week. Um, and the other guy I like who, so far, he's actually not in a lot of my lineups, but I do like him, is DJ. Um, I know he's been up and down, and it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. I completely get that. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at some of the statistics, he's one of the most, you know, in the last three years, he's one of the most consistent golfers there is. Uh, the number of tournaments that he's been in the top 10 um, that he's placing in. So, you know, you, you the one thing you have to think about is there's no way he's going to continually blow up. Right, he's a consistent golfer. He's a top ten guy in the world. So while well, yes, his form hasn't looked great. He did right the ship last week. He wasn't so bad. He was finishing the top fifteen. Um, one you know, one low round under sixty five this week puts him in contention.
0: I do like that. Mr. Pauline Gretzky is one of my favorite husband wives. Um, and his ownership <laughs> is skyrocketing right now after reading Steven's article, which is out on windaleysports.com. You can get everything for a th- free three day trial. I can't say that, but I just did, thankfully free three day trial wind, daily, do, wind backslash learn daily. You get everything. You get Sia, you get Joel, you get the articles the projections and the expert chat. Um, I, I apologize, Sia, that was on me. What, what would you like to say about Dustin Johnson? Can we fight about this? Actually, that'd be kind of fun.
1: <laughs> no, no, actually I wasn't going to talk about DJ. I was going to talk about Cantley. like one additional point, it, it, you know, in, in sort of Joel's favor is, you know, Cantley's a California guy. He's going to be very familiar with this course and these greens. And so, I mean, that's, that's another, you know, kind of thing going for him. Um, You know, while I'm completely eliminating DJ from my lineups, I will say, you know, Joel's the guy who keeps winning $50,000 every weekend. Like, I will say it does make sense to have Cantley in some lineups, no question about it. And I I absolutely will do that. So you want to move to
0: the 8,000 range? Well, no, I have one question for Joel. Joel, when you were golfing at this course, was Patrick Cantlay there by any chance?
2: <laughs> pa- Patrick was there. We were actually in a head-to-head match, a match oh. play. Ooh. And you um, won,
0: I'm assuming, right? Pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah,
2: obviously. We we played higher score wins, so ah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <hard. laughs>
0: Yeah. Nice and easy. Yeah. I like that, and that's how this guy wins all the money, people. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I will tell you a true story that happened when I was there. While we were playing, somebody did break into my car and steal my belongings and my glasses. So this course owes me one. So if if I win a
0: million dollars this week, we'll call it even. See ya. That is the narrative <laughs> I'm looking
1: for. Hey, um, all right, Joel. Uh, quick tip, guy. But you might want to bring your glasses to the golf game. I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> I don't
2: think anything's going to help my swing, honestly. <laughs>
0: <Fair laughs> this stuff is All starting right. to make sense. All right, yeah, See, let us hop down to that 8K range a little bit. Talk to me. Uh, this is
1: another relatively small range. It's in the 7K range where we have just like a ton of players all of a sudden. But um, I'll tell you what, I, I, I like a lot of the chalky guys here. Daniel Berger, I'm a big fan of. I've been a fan of him even before the pandemic. I mean, he was starting to get hot then. And fortunately, I was on him in DFS. Post-pandemic, he was hot again. I mean, this guy is like hotter than most of the golfers out there. He is a little chalky, not as chalky as the next guy I really like, who, who has an early tee time, by the way, Colin Morikawa. I, I just love him. I love his iron play, just like just like Burger, they're so good on approach. They're kind of just automatic. They normally get it in the fairway. cow is a little bit stronger than Burger uh, off the tee, I believe. But I like both of these guys quite a bit. That They're in that sort of like 20 percentish range. But again, I, you know, personally, I wouldn't worry too much about chalk here if you find your leverage in other places. So if we go down the 8,000 range, I'm off most of the rest of the guys here. Um, Victor Havland, I typically like. He's around the green games really bad, you know, and it, it's improved, but it's still really bad and i think you're going to need that here so you don't have to be amazing around the green but i, I you know if it's if it's between burger more and hovland i can't have all of these guys so i got to mm-hmm. take a stand somewhere i'm off hovland i'm off day there's kind of an injury narrative there with jason day um i'm off ricky Hideki uh fitzpatrick listen fitzpatrick has gained so many So many strokes putting in the last two tournaments he's been in. I just don't think it's sustainable. So I'm off fits. And then finally, Terrell Hatton's a guy I normally like, but I'm off in this week. His strokes gain metrics really haven't measured out the last last couple tournaments.
0: Joel? Uh, Joel?
2: So in this range, we're pretty aligned. Um, The two guys I had written down were Berger and Morikawa. I think Berger is just continually getting disrespected by DraftKings. He should be in the mid-9,000s at this point. I mean, he's consistent. He is playing well every week. Um, I think you're just getting a discount, uh, so I'm really high on Berger. Uh, Morikawa, I think his advanced statistics measure up well on this course. He's also a California guy who probably has some familiarity with the course, so those two things combined, um, he's playing well. Um, I really like Morikawa to come out there and, and get at least a top 15. Uh, and then the one other guy that you didn't mention, SiA that I like in this range is Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed's a guy who, you know, maybe not course statistics wise, his things are all that match up, but he's got a great short game, which is going to play well on this course. Um, And he's another one of those guys that, you know, he's a top 10 golfer in the world and hasn't been really putting up those top 10 scores. He's not in bad form. He played pretty well uh, the last time out there. Um, I think he could be another time for him to come back around it and put up a high score.
0: I love it. Nobody's on Ricky Fowler. My poor grandma. Every single week. <laughs> Sia always lets her down. She's her favorite golfer and Sia always lets her down. Um let's move on. As you said, Sia, this seven thousand range and scrolling, 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 scrolling is very, very big. Um yeah, let's talk about this. It looks like we got about twenty guys in here. I don't think we need to touch upon all of them. Uh, but I think if each of you touch up upon your uh, your favorites, we could definitely uh we could definitely move through this range.
1: Um, so quick story on Ricky Fowler. Uh, I guess he was three shots up on JT last Sunday. And I think Brendan Todd was four shots up. And it just seemed like the perfect time to take JT at 10 to 1 on Sunday as a live bet. And it cashed, obviously, because it's Ricky Fowler. Yes. Um, <laughs> Brendan Todd, I, I actually had more faith in Brendan Todd to close that out than Ricky Fowler, believe it or not. Anyway, I cashed my ticket. So that was kind of cool. But, you know, sorry to your grandma, but, but not okay. sorry for my wallet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep your wallet, fat man. You deserve it. That move to Vegas is gonna cost you a lot of money. So you know.
1: <laughs> hey, Vegas is cheap. Okay, listen. So speaking of cheap, we'll go we'll go seventy nine hundred to like seventy five hundred, and then maybe we'll break down the second half of the seventy five hundred. I'll just go pretty quick here. Um, I'm sort of undecided. I'm curious to see what Joel has to say about Tony Fee. Now he was pretty bad last week, but I feel like he's a nice fit for this course. Normally I like Gary Woodland. He also has a uh, an early tee time. He's been so bad off the tee, though it really kind of worries me. He did change his driver a couple. A couple tournaments ago, but it's really not, I mean, it showed, it reflected well for like a couple rounds and then it just kind of deteriorated again. So um, around the green game has been pretty bad for Woodland too. If we keep going down, like I'm not, I'm, I'm passing right by Adam Scott Rose and then Jordan Spieth. I like Fleetwood. It's just Fleetwood has a late tee time. So that's just something to consider. Um, And, you know, you know, Michael, Joel doesn't know this, but you know, I'm always going to go to this guy. It's, it's a bias. It's a lean. I just can't get off. It's Abraham. Answer. He also has an early tee time. He's he's good off the tee. He's great on approach. I really like him. And then if we go to my last, actually that that really probably closes out the seventy five hundred. Um, if we go down to seventy five hundred, th- that closes out the guys
0: I like there. Perfect, Joel. Who do you like, especially in that top half uh, of the seven K range?
2: Yeah, we're we're aligned again here. Um, one of my favorite plays of the weekend is Abraham. Answer. Again, it's a similar concept with Daniel Berger. They're just underpriced. Um, You know, answer should probably be closer to nine thousand. Getting him at seventy seven hundred is just a bargain. Um, And so there's a lot of unique things you can do with your lineups by getting a guy of that caliber at seventy seven hundred dollars. So I'll be playing a lot of him. Um, I I'm very torn, and I think I've had the same kind of thought process you did on Woodland. Uh, He's actually does have a course history. You know, there's not a lot of course history to go off of, but in 2015 there was the World Match Play Championship where he actually made the finals against Rory. Uh, So he has played well here before, but you're right. His current form is questionable at best. Um, However, you know, he's a guy that's consistently in the top tens. It hasn't been good right now, but that's not going to last forever. So it's a matter of, are you going to be there when the price is low and he comes back
0: up and pops to the top? Yep. Let's get him when he's cheap. And then that way Joel can win another 50K. That is, maybe Sia can too. And then Sia said he'd split it with me because he's such a great co-host. Not all of it. You don't split all of it. Just a little bit of it. Um, Sia, let's talk about the bottom half of this 7K range because, again, it looks like there's like 10 to 15 guys in this just $500, $400 range right here. So let's let's talk about some of these guys, some of which I know because we get to talk about this stuff every week.
1: So uh, a lot of guys I normally like, uh, I'm off. So I'll tell you, I like Chez Revy. Quite a bit. He just grades out so well. I and mean, he's, just, he's just hitting the ball so well. It's just really hard to not be on Chesweeby. Of course, he's going to be somewhat chalky for that reason, but the latest numbers I saw weren't really as high as I thought they would have been at the price tag of 7400 He also has an early tee time, which I like. Going down the list, and this kind of goes to guys I normally like but don't like this week very much, and we'll see what Joel has to say, but I'm not on Max Homa. I was on Danny Willett last week, and I thought I was going to be on him this week, but uh, his ball striking lately just is not very good i think he'll be good in these conditions but i'm just i don't i just don't trust his ball striking as of late um harris english i like he's going to be a little chalky i think but he's got two top 20s in a row his ball striking is great going down the list now we're in like the 7100 range I, I really like this feels like i'm chasing points here but i really like tom lewis i mean i just think he 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 was so good last week but it wasn't just last week He's had. I think in his last three tournaments, two top 12 finishes and and then the other one was a made cut and he finished in the 30s or something. But he's just been really good off the tee and on approach. And I just think at 7100, this might be one of those gems where we find out in a year from now, like this guy's, you know, being priced at 8600 or 8900 because he's really like that good. So I like Tom Lewis at at 7100. He also has an early tee time, I believe. And that pretty much rounds out the 7000 range that I like.
0: Talk to me, Joel. Who do you got?
2: Yeah, so one guy that I love in this range, and I'm just super high on, is Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is, in my opinion, someone who should be in the high eights instead of 7,300. He's got a bunch of top tens, and this course suits him so well. He blasts the ball off the tee. He's going to be in in his great position for a lot of birdies, which is what wins DFS. Um, So I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Scheffler this week. Um, He's one of the core plays in, in my lineups. Another guy that I'm targeting in this range on the lower end is Kevin Na. Uh, Kevin Na's been playing great. Uh, his back injury is a concern. Uh, he had to pull out of a couple of tournaments over the last couple of weeks. But when he hasn't, when he's been healthy, he's been – he's got about four top tens or three top tens since uh, June. Um, and at 7,000, that's a guy that, that can really help you build and get Rory and some of those bigger names in your lineups. Um, a couple other guys in this range I'm playing, and, and I, I – I'm I'm laughing because you mentioned Tom Lewis. I didn't think you would mention Tom Lewis. I mm-hmm. thought he was kind of like a no-name. Lewis was in my lineup winning 50 grand. I almost feel like I owe him one, right? Like, he, he helped oh, me make fantastic. a lot of money. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like it's like a bias now. Like, I'm not sure if I actually really like him or I feel like he was in my lineup last time I won, so I have to put him back in because I'm used to that, that seeing him in the winning lineup. So, um that's what happened to me early on this week when I was making lineups. I had a lot of Tom Lewis, and I had that thought process of like, am I just playing him because I won with him last week, or is he actually someone I want to play? And I'm going back and forth, but I, I think C is right. I think he is just a good golfer, and that might he might just be underpriced in this range. Um, the last guy in this in this range that, that I think is pretty chalky that everyone's talking about is Harris English. Um, he's playing well. Um, you know definitely someone from like a DFS perspective when thinking numbers it's like percentages someone you probably want to have a little bit of exposure to if you're building you know five or 10 lineups uh but definitely wouldn't i wouldn't have him everywhere
0: not have him everywhere i'm taking notes by the way guys because um I'm gonna win some money this week, especially I think with all the time. It's time to winning. submit a lineup, Michael. I, I've, I've said a few. I've won a couple, and then there's been a few, you know, five out of six people missed the cut. And that's never a fun <laughs> week in Call FS because that's just kind of a waste of time for everybody. But uh no, I'm definitely I mean, it's the first major of the year. I have to get I have to get um I got to get Brooks on one of them because I have to believe in him. So, um, all right. So now we are down to the 6K range. This is Sia's specialty. He always has a secret weapon. So I'm very excited. Us on the live stream, us on the podcast, we don't get that. You have to go into the Discord, which, again, is free for three days twindailysports.com backslash learn daily. You get all of Joel's articles, all of Sia's articles, all of the rest of our team. We have Patrick Scott. Isaiah, actually, he had a hurricane, so that didn't work out so well for him. But he's safe, his family's safe, and that's all that matters. But we have everybody else. Um, Antonio is in there. We have Cicely Kid and his incredible article, Stephen Polardi. He has, he pays so much money to understand the ownership of the Millie Maker, so one day he can take it down. And I can't wait. I cannot wait for that incredible gentleman to take it down. So Sia, Talk to me about this six K range. Who are some of these punt plays that we're uh, we're 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 seeking in on?
1: Yeah, so I don't have a ton here, but I'll start right with the the first guy in the six K range is Ryan Palmer. And he just he's been really good lately. He has the ability to get really hot. So I think at sixty nine hundred, I mean it's almost a no-brainer to have some exposure to Ryan Palmer. Listen, in the six K range, Ryan Palmer's no stranger to blowing up, but he's been so good lately that he's more like in my in my opinion, he's more likely to finish top 20 top 15 than he is to miss the cut so i just i just love the the floor is missing the cut just like most of the golfers here but i think the ceiling is is pretty high here so i like uh ryan palmer if we go down the list you know doc redmond's there at 6900 i don't really know what to do with him he's not in any of my lineups i'll tell you right in this range when we get down to that 6800 range 6700 i don't want to give it away 6600 is my secret weapon so Discord is already privy to that. We've sort of already hashed that out. And, and after this live stream, I'm, you know, I'm, we're going to be jumping back into Discord and you know helping some people out with lineups. But I, I'm a little—I'll tell you—I'm a little undecided on Rory Sabatini, who I normally like, and Cameron Tringal. So I'll have to kind of wait and see. Maybe Joel has an opinion on one of those guys. But those are guys that I noted to, to potentially play this week. And then Harold Varner at 6,600. I, you know, a lot of people like Henley there at 6,600. I prefer Harold Varner. He's taken off, I think a week or two, really typically very good on approach, typically very good off the tee. Um, He's a guy that's sort of contended before. So at 6,600, I think you're getting a pretty good bargain there going down the list. I don't really think there's anybody. I I really love the rest of the way Keegan at 6,700 and Lucas Glover at 6,700 are interesting. Um, and then when you go really, really down to like 6,200, there was a couple of guys, just flyers, Tyler Duncan, this guy Chan Kim, who uh, curiously is 83rd in the world golf rankings right now uh, and, you know, has has won some tournaments before. So that's just kind of one. If you just want to throw a flyer in there that has like a 0.3% exposure, you know, that that's a guy to consider.
0: And Joel, before you go, uh, Mr. Kim was written up in Steven's article. He did make sure to point him out today, which I thought was really interesting. So that is pretty cool. All right, Joel, talk to us. Who do you like in the 6K range?
2: Yeah, I think the it'll probably be higher, Owen, but you're right. I mean, Palmer is playing great for this cheap. He's he's kind of like, if I have to get a guy in this range, he's the first guy I'm looking at when I'm making lineups. Um, but to pivot off him at the same price, I really like Joel Dominic. So, if you look at just court after uh, the year's history, he's has a whole lot of top tens. Uh, he has been a little cold when we started in June coming back, uh, but he's picked up. Last week, he shot a 65. He was at 20. He got in the top 20. Um, he's coming into form. Um, and he's a guy that I just think is, you know, if it wasn't for a couple cold weeks before this, he'd probably normally be closer to 8,000 or the high sevens. Getting him at 69 is a bit of a bargain, it's a, it's a nice way to fill up those lineups. Um, some other the guys in this range I like uh, Grillo I don't want to put your his name on a, on a live stream here but last name Grillo I can pronounce he's not laughing uh,
0: don't worry I don't, I don't
2: <laughs> but uh, he's, 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 his form is great he's been playing really well um, but you know I, I think of it two ways and I know this is not like statistically the way to think about it but this is how it always pans out it's just a thought process that I have um, when you're a golfer in this range And you've had two top tens recently, you're unlike, I mean, you're not a top five golfer, you're unlikely to keep getting them, and the vice versa. If you're a top five or 10 golfer and you haven't had top tens, you're likely to reverse course and get in there. So it doesn't, there's no statistics behind that that show that it has to happen. Um, But we'd have seen the world and we know what happens. And that's just one kind of thought process I have. So that's what makes me a little bit scared off by him. Um, Luke List has been playing really well. Luke List, like, you know he showed in the last couple of tournaments. Uh, he he doesn't typically sh- close all that strong. So uh, I think what, a lot of times what happens with Luke List is he plays well the first three days and he's on all of our radars. Well, like, oh, Luke List is he's showing again, and then on day four he kind of does poorly and kind of falls off, and then he doesn't really have that good of a score. So uh, he's a guy that can play well. I mean he's he's gonna put it one together one day. He's gonna get really high. So he's another guy just just to have on your radar. Uh, and then as I scroll down low, another guy that I like, um, and the reason I like him is again, it's a bias, but it's a bias that I have is, uh, he was in one of my lineups that won me 50 K. And so therefore i he's always going to be on my radar. And I, this is another guy that I know a hard time saying his name, but it's, uh, his last name is Zeng. It's Zinjun Zeng. Um, he's played well the last few weeks. Uh, he was really good at the Memorial, which was playing really tough. He came back the next week with another top 15 finish. um, He's in good form. He's a guy that that really should just be on your radar.
0: I love it. I love it. And that's why we do this. We go through this list for you, the listener, our friend, our wind daily subscriber, our, our wonderful, wonderful family members, as our good friend rocker likes to say. So uh, absolutely fantastic by both of our incredible golf writers. We hear we have way more. Uh, they just don't come on the streams. Patrick actually just sent me a text message. Patrick's insight sheet is now available to view on WinDailySports.com. sports.com. So anyone out there that's watching us hop over there. Patrick's always has always has some incredible information. Last week, I really loved the way he did it. He really broke it down because there was no awesome. cut. He, mm-hmm. he really broke it down. Okay. If you're in 20 max and you're doing this, okay. These are the golfers you want. It was incredible. I'm sure. A lot of people won money with his help there, but, um, that's about it for the DFS side. Oh, one last thing. Couple
1: quick notes. So <clears throat> we've been very accustomed to having to just kind of cross our fingers and hope, you know, somebody doesn't withdraw or something in the morning and, you know, or we wake up super early in the morning and make some lineup shifts or whatever. So tea times are 10 o'clock. So we have time to, you know, absorb some of these articles that, that Windale is continuing to produce or make some changes tomorrow morning based on new information, for example, about the weather. So, you know, many of us will be Joel, myself, perhaps um, Patrick, Antonio, Stephen will be in Discord to actually kind of discuss and, you know, flush some of these things out in the morning because we have time to do it finally.
0: I do. I do love that. And there was one one thing in Stephen's article that stood out to me that he made it was very interesting somebody's caddy somebody's caddy. Simpson. yeah um, he said he's off web simpson now because his caddy's gone is that is that legit hey mr coates here what's up mr coat um ho oh, cody uh the marlins so so
1: <laughs> chris cody thinks the marlins are gonna win um the nl east so how about that first
0: place baby first place
1: hey real quick though they beat the Orioles yesterday. I know this is a tangent, but they beat the Orioles yesterday and they have like half their roster. My retort to that was the Nets beat the Bucks with like literally nobody. I clicked on one of the Nets players and it literally said player not found on the CBS Sports app. That's how many <laughs> that is
0: made. fantastic. Well, you're using the CBS Sports app, so we're gonna start with that. But yeah, that is pretty fantastic. Um and the uh Marlins also won a game today. They've given up zero earned through two games um so far after mm. coming back. But 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 n- n- base not baseball yet. We still have Joel. We don't want to bore the heck out of him. Is that <laughs> a legitimate reason to not want I mean I can understand obviously we're going to make lineups, we're going to make shares. We're not going to have 100% web Simpson, but him not having his caddy especially in this big and this the, the the tournament of this magnitude, is that the, like that legitimate of a play? I so, think it also- is. Think- go ahead, go ahead Joel. I
2: was going to say, it is. It's a mentality factor, right? And when you're talking about a, a major championship, you're not, this is not another run of the mill tournament you're playing. There's, these guys get psyched up for this, right? This is a, a playoff game for them, right? Uh, yep. And you don't want to go into a playoff game without your main head coach, right? And that's a similar thing, right? If you have the Boston Celtics going into a playoff game without Brad Stevens, you'll probably be a little lower on them than you would have been with them. So it's that kind of a thought process. That doesn't mean he can't compete. He's still a great golfer, uh, but I would be a little lower on him because of that.
0: Love it. See ya. Yeah
2: if
1: you watched the golf which all of us did you know most of us did after you know after the restart We actually got to see some things we never got to see before or hear some things we never got to hear before, which was the banter back and forth between caddy and player. Like, yeah, we've heard that before. But, you know, because there were no fans, I think, you know, that the broadcasts were really honed in on, like, getting sort of that caddy golfer experience. And the relationship between specifically Webb Simpson and his normal caddy was really kind of off the charts, their dynamic that like the way they played off each other, you know, club selection, all of this stuff, they really sort of like talked it out. And and honestly, if there was one player in this entire field where I'd be like, oh yeah, I know that guy's caddy because I've seen them work together so well, it would be Webb Simpson. So yeah, I think it's a factor. And then you factor in the fact that Web Simpson is an afternoon tea time as well. I still like Webb a little bit, but I mean I, I do have to dock him. If if I was going to have him on let's say 20 to 30% of teams, or let's say 30% you know, now I'm going to go, you know, one lineup less, maybe 20%, 15%, that kind of thing.
0: Makes sense. I do like that. I think that is some insight that uh, you're not going to get really too many other places. That is what you get with the WinDaily Daily Sports team over here. So shout out, Stephen Pilardi. We appreciate the hell out of you. Um, Joel, I think that that's about it for the DFS side, man. We can let you get going. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you, as always. Go take down another 50K. Joel will be writing showdown articles moving forward. So we have him on here. He's probably going to win some some tournament-long DFS lineups. I'm confident in that. But make sure to be on the lookout. He's going to have his showdown articles coming out nightly so that way we can continue to make money. See at one last point. So what one quick
1: personal note with Joel is he's going to be away on something that you're very familiar with, sir. That uh, you know, you grew a mustache during your bachelor party. Well, Joel is attending a friend's bachelor party, I believe. So what he's gonna do for Uh, for us this weekend, he's gonna jump into Discord and he's gonna like, you know, tell us some players as
2: opposed to writing the articles. Is that right, Joel? You tell me. One hundred percent accurate. Um, I'm going to be on a bachelor party, so I, I, I'm i afraid what my article might look like if it's fully written out in the state I might be in during the weekend. But I will be on discard with the hot plays at, on my uh, showdown slate so everyone can see who we're targeting. And then I'll be happy to come back next year to tell you guys how my million dollars feels after I win it on Sunday night.
0: Yes. Boom. He said next year. I think that might have been a Freudian slip there, and I think for a pretty good reason. But, yes, Joel, please win that million dollars. You will make CNI look so cool. And then we can just all move out to Vegas together and start our own VEASAN, and we'll just bring Jason. Let's call it let's call it Wind Daily or something. I think that would be pretty fun. But, no, Joel, appreciate the holiday Where can everyone find you on Twitter? At
2: DraftMasterFlex.
0: What is up? And, yes, again, Joel will not have his articles. They will be in Discord, which means windailysports.com backslash learn daily. You get Discord free for three days, which means you're going to get three of Joel's articles. I think my math worked out there. He'll win you 50K. He'll win himself. I guess the math doesn't work. Okay. I lost my math. I had it, guys. I had it and I lost it. But Joel, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy your bachelor party this weekend. I'm actually going on another one pretty soon, too. So you guys lose me again. But appreciate the hell out of you, Joel. Enjoy yourself.
2: Appreciate it, fellas. Have a good one. See you. Good way.
0: luck. You. Thank you. Awesome. All right, Joel. Absolutely fantastic. He is incredible. Huge new member of the WinDaily Sports team. We appreciate the heck out of him there. So, see ya. We still, uh we're only forty minutes into this thing. We got a couple more minutes left, and we have some, we have some golf bets to get into. We have some outrights. We have some first round leaders. Talk to me a little bit, man. Who, uh, who are we looking at? And how, can I just place these bets right now on my phone and hope that my DraftKings, uh, the the money in my DraftKings account goes up a little bit?
1: Yeah, I don't see why not. So I'll tell you, like these first round leader bets that I have. I mean, let's be real honest with them. Even though I hit the Doc Redman one a few weeks ago, I mean, they're they're kind of just like action money. Like you you can't really expect to hit a first round leader bet. But I do have five guys here, and that I think are like deliciously long odds so i Five think there guys
0: worth- that are deliciously long odds. Oh, my goodness gill well, if you are watching you have right you, you just hire this man right now that's all i have to say
1: <laughs> make me make me an offer i can't refuse uh, i'm joking of course jason um no i really am i freaking love wind Daily. i'm not i'm not going anywhere sorry gill sorry uh so listen first round leader these are i always pick long odds even with outrights because that wears the fun in picking the 20 to 1 shot um tony fina at 50 to 1 i don't trust tony for four days but i trust him for one so 50 to 1 i think is is kind of nice there terrell hatton he's not a guy i'm on in dfs but again he's prone to having that awesome round uh and he's also 50 to 1 um i had danny willett on here but i did some more research i just don't think that's worth it even if you're throwing a few bucks at 80 to 1 I'm not big on him, but I'm going to replace him with one of Joel's guys, but I'm I'm going to wait for that cuz that the guy I'm talking about is 125 to 1. The next guy, Ryan Palmer, prone to the, to the low round, 100 to 1. Uh Tom, and by the way, these are all early tea time guys. Uh Tom Lewis is also 100 to 1, and the last guy, thanks to Joel, I will add Luke List, who can absolutely go low any given round, 125 to 1. Those are my five first round leader plays. And then I have a few outrights.
0: Let me stop you right there. I just want i just want to make some Luke List. That name is very familiar. If I'm not mistaken, you won a bunch of money on a corn ferry tour with Luke List earlier on in this pandemic, right? Something like that? That's right. Yes, yep. I did. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a, you were like, hey, if you can find Luke List at like 30 to 1, take it because he's going to win. And then, of course, turn around and y- you cash some money. So, again, listen to these guys, people. Just listen to them. They know what they're doing. So I apologize. Give us uh, who are we looking at for this entire tournament?
1: okay so uh, guys i've mentioned uh daniel berger at 40 to 1. abraham answer at 50 to 1. i have sergio here at 66 to 1. the only problem with him he does have a late afternoon tea time tomorrow again that doesn't kill your chances by any means and some of these guys are good in the wind it's just the wind is sort of so potentially high tomorrow in that like t- potentially 20 to 30 mile per hour range it, it does make me a little nervous but sergio has been great off the tee on approach 66 to one i think is a very fair price for sergio afternoon or morning i don't care Uh, And then just some really fun ones, like, because they're 300 to 1, like, why not? Um, Nick Taylor and Doc Redmond. Doc Doc Redmond at 300 to 1 is a little shocking to me, but that's where I got it. So um, your book might have it at 200 to 1 or 150 to 1. Either way, it's probably worth it because Doc can get hot.
0: Put two dollars on doc, man. Just put put two bucks oh, on it. Like, really? Shoot, what the heck? If you can't live without that two dollars, stop betting. We'll start there. Um uh, yeah. put, put a couple bucks on doc right? I'm in at 300 dollars 150 to one. I think I might be doing that when we sign off here in a minute. So that is our PGA coverage for the night. We went pretty intense, which I am very happy about. We have Joel on the team here, which I'm very happy about because he's oh, great money, which I'm happy about. And hopefully that money washes off onto me one of these days and I can start to win a lot more money. But, um, see ya. It's that time of the night, man. We have to talk a little NFL. Uh, we still have some more of these opt outs. We still have some more dudes, not too, too many people. Um, are continuing the 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 onslaught of Patriots seems to have calmed down a little bit we had a couple more guys I think uh, another wide receiver Albert Wilson out in Miami and Alan Hearns also out in Miami so that's going to make it a little bit more difficult but our friends Nick Brettwish and Adam Strangis Strangest Strangest. I'm sorry Adam I can't ever get your last name right they are huge Mike Gusecki fans in a uh, season-long dra- uh, draft format so make sure you go and grab him very very late because he's now going to get a bump because two of their wide receivers are gone but um. Anybody else um, on those terms that that uh, that caught your eye in terms of uh, the people that opted out? See, Um
1: uh, not really. But you know, I'm always thinking kind of like division winner prices, and I'll tell you, even Tre'Davious White for the for the Bills, who have already lost two guys on defense, he's considering mm-hmm. opting out. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, we had all of those Patriots opt out, and some high impact, some not so much, like Matt Lacoste. You know, not so much Hightower. Yeah, yeah maybe a little bit. So you know, I think the, you know, the pendulum is sort of swinging back for the Patriots. So I, I'm sort of talking about this selfishly because I have that, that bet that I made on the Patriots to win um, the AFC East. But yeah, I mean, the bills, the bills all of a sudden are, are having some, some absentee issues for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did see that today on Twitter. He is uh, considering Sitting out, uh, something with his family. I mean, hey, I can't really blame anyone at this point in time. You got to do what's right for you and your family, of course. I think that's the most important part. Um, and yeah, so as you said, you do want to talk a little bit about those division winners. I have one last point I would like to make as well, but I'm gonna save that for the end. So we'll see what happens there. So is there anything else on those division winners? I know we're gonna talk a lot about it on Sirius, and yes, how could we have we made 47 minutes into the show and without mentioning Sirius? And Gil would have been watching in the beginning. Damn it. All right. Gil Alexander, if you're out there listening, Josh Applebaum, please answer my emails. We'll start with that. Uh, Getting a little thirsty over here, man. Getting a little (laughs) thirsty over here. But we are on Sirius Saturdays and Sundays, 11 p.m. to 1 1 a.m. Ooh, 11 to 1 p.m. would be pretty crazy. Uh, You can catch us on Sirius 21087, Fantasy Sports Channel. Saturday, little programming note, Sia is being a very wonderful friend to me, and he's taking over the Saturday show. I will be on the Sunday show. So much wedding shit is going on. I can't keep my head straight with all this. And next week as well, I think is the same thing. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm not going to be able to be on at all because I'm getting married. That's going to be a whole nother thing in itself, but we appreciate you filling in there. See ya, thank you. Um, yeah, what, uh, what do you want to tease the people with in terms of division winners in the serious show we got coming up?
1: So what I think is really interesting is that the 49ers price, it really didn't change much after all this stuff happened with Seattle so i mean the, the niners are still plus 100 seahawks are plus 220. it did change a little bit i mean i think you know a few weeks ago i think the niners were maybe like minus 105 but it kind of tells you that the books aren't really buying you know the seahawks making a gigantic i mean listen plus 220 is still like very likely to win the division but if you recall i had about three bets that i really liked this is like four months ago when we first started like talking on serious and all this stuff and the short of it is the nfc west was The Niners winning the NFC was my number one for sure. The Cowboys. Oh, you want me to go through them?
0: Yeah, the Cowboys winning the East and the The Giants winning under six and a half games. Right. Exactly.
1: Those were those were the three. And I had my favorite week one line that I kept touting and I still like is the Lions minus two at home against the Bears.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see what home means this year, unfortunately. And um So, yeah, I I don't know how you can not take the, if you
1: have money to, to put in and have like just sitting in a, you know, sort of in escrow for however many months it takes betting the Cowboys to win the NFC East is like the, like such a no brainer at this point with so many Eagles sort of falling by the wayside, whether it's injury or whatever, whatever other things are going on with that team. It just seems like the Cowboys, like nothing's really happening to them. Everything is, uh, you know. Everything is good with the Cowboys. They have the better team anyway. They have the better situation, they have the better weapons. And at -106, I just obviously the Redskins and the Giants aren't going to be contending there. So, it's it's a it's a heads-up matchup and the better team is the Dallas Cowboys. And you're getting a great price.
0: I completely agree. The Cowboys are much better. The Giants are terrible. They also um I I was talking to a buddy of mine today. I don't think the Giants actually have anybody in the secondary. They signed James Bradbury and they still have Jabril Peppers, who's coming off like a broken back. But other than that, man, it's it's kind of worrisome. And um, before we do go, I just want to let everyone know the Marlins still have not given up a run. Um, They won the first game against the Orioles in seven. They're four and one, and they are now up two to nothing in the top of the fifth which essentially is the top of the seventh. Uh, so the Marlins might come out of this gate. They might be five and one. And uh, I don't know, man, we, you have to put something down. If the Marlins win the NFC East, like Chris Cody can make you do something, right? I don't know what it is, but he can make you do something, right? Well, first of course, you just said the NFC East, which if the Marlins oh. win the NFC East, that would there be- There we a- go. Yes, that would be something in itself. The okay. NL East, thank you, thank you.
1: To your point, I will agree to do whatever grid of death punishment is- assigned to me or maybe assigned to Chris and therefore can be assigned to me. I will, I will take that off of his plate because I'm sure they're doing that when the NFL season starts. Uh, if the Marlins win the NL East, I will app like, I will absolutely do that. That is absolutely done for sure.
0: Live on air. Um, podcast coming out after this and i will make sure to clip that and just send it to chris cody just so he has even more rooting interest in the marlins and you did bring up the grid of death and the last point i wanted to make was the rock bought the xfl for 15 million dollars which to the rock honestly is like a quarter of a movie i think the dude makes like a hundred feels like he makes like a hundred million dollars a movie at this point so he pretty much just threw his penny jar (laughs) At Vince McMahon and said, here, take it, pick it up off the ground. And now The Rock owns the XFL. The XFL, one thing I will say, the product on the field, not the best better than the A-A-A-A-A-A-F, uh better than the former XFL which is pretty impressive but one thing I do love and the reason I wanted to bring it up was they were at least slightly progressive on the betting front and I think that's going to make it easier for the NFL to start doing these things they did have the over under they had the totals on screen at all times so you could root for the points because life is too short to bet the under they had the spread on screen at all times I think even at points in time they would bring up the live bets and say hey you know the I think one of the team's name was the Roughnecks the Roughnecks are you know they're one of the best teams in the league losing to the vipers again i think i'm literally just throwing words out there (laughs) against one of the worst teams in the league and they're down 10 points you know you can take the roughnecks at plus seven or plus 14 or whatever the number is and i actually know our good friend big jim thompson at j thompson no PDFS. uh he actually told discord to do that one day and a bunch of people made a lot of money on that bet so do you think this means anything the rock buying the the xfl or is this just kind of a, a funny story we get to talk about
1: I think it means something. I mean, it's nice to have this type of face behind this sort of offshoot football league. And if this can get started and if it can get people like, listen, for example, like l- l- let me tell you, let me give you an example why this could be so important. We have this pandemic happening. We have a lot of players that weren't drafted because they didn't get a pro day. We have a lot of players that are, that are going to get cut because they're not getting an adequate look from, you know, head coaches and assistant coaches. And so they just fall by the wayside without ever really getting a chance. A lot of these sixth and seventh round picks aren't going to get a chance. So They, You know, that sucks. And if you have nowhere to go, then you're kind of done unless you can like keep knocking on doors and sending out tape. But what good is that going to do you? Because there's so many players that come into the system, so many rookies. So it's one of those things where if you have the XFL, you have these sort of, quote, castoffs that maybe didn't get a fair shake. At least they can prove themselves and maybe get their way back on the NFL with some real tape instead of just some like workout tape that they did at their gym.
0: Yeah, and and a good example of that, I, I it was a kid that was at West Virginia, did some stuff that he wasn't supposed to do, got kicked off the team, went to the XFL for a year or whatever you want to call it, half a year, quarter of a year, however long it was, and then ended up getting drafted. I want to say by the Vikings, can't remember the gentleman's name, but it they they really said like, hey, he played against a, a very adequate talent. He looked good. It looks like he cleaned his off the field stuff up, and you know now he is uh, he was able eligible to be drafted. And now he's most likely going to be in the NFL. And see, I gotta ask. If RG three gets cut by the Ravens, can he play in the XFL? First of all, good job, thank you. Second of all, I, I need to I
1: need to do my pitch for RG three, okay. which to get him on the show. And third of all, he's not getting cut by the Ravens because he's the best true quarterback that the Ravens have, and. Also, he knows that playbook, and he's been in the system for a couple of years. And if Lamar Jackson goes down for any sort of limited amount of time, he's We're a very
0: fingers that that doesn't happen. Of course, I hope
1: it doesn't but... happen, of course. Uh, but RG three is an extremely adequate backup.
0: There you have it. Best quarterback in that backfield is extremely adequate. I love it. I love it. I love it. You are just a lot of mental hoops. You got to jump through there, buddy, but you're getting there. And that's the important part. So please, you say, we. yeah, I, I thought you were going to say HV3 before. I was literally like shaking in my seat because ah. I thought you were going to beat me to it. But nope. I'm glad I did. The Rock and RG3 coming at you from the XFL. What is your pitch to RG3 to get him on the show?
1: So first of all, that's a missed opportunity because I specifically mentioned Harold Varner. I know my, you didn't say HV3, though. My, I was like listen, that's your job. You should have interrupted me. And then we could have like been done with it 30 minutes ago. Where's the fun in that?
0: That's this was point. more creative. Anyway, we've done the HG3. thing. Okay. A bunch of times,
1: so. so, so here, here's my pitch. Just, a, just a one minute thing. I'm like, pretend you're RG3. I'm talking to you, Michael.
0: All right. Okay, this really is not adequate. My knees hurt. Let's go. Ouch. Mm. Extremely mm. adequate. Not <laughs> really. Adequate. All right. Extra medium. Very extra you,
1: medium. You but... cut that part out of what we post, sir disrespectful um okay so listen robert mr griffin um so i've been co-hosting this show with michael raziel and we've been doing it for quite some time now we have created this game i think i created it because i'm I'm a fan of you and we created this game where we would say uh rg3 in whatever context you would happen to come up with. for example i think the ravens are going to win the super bowl this year and I would mention the Ravens, and I might mention Lamar Jackson or Ingram or whoever, and RG3 would naturally come up. Or we'd mention Harold Varna III in golf, and I would say HV3, and then Michael might interrupt me and say, oh, HV3, that reminds me of RG3. So that's kind of how it started. And we've probably gone like 20 to 25 episodes in a row saying your name somehow seamlessly in our hour-long show that we usually do twice a week. So here we are. It's kind of been a long time. So how do we close it out? robert how do we close this out how do we close this game out because you know at some point it just kind of gets ridiculous right so here's my idea are you ready are you listening are you sitting down
0: sir yes i'm listening great hair by the way though you know
1: just thank you i appreciate that so listen you come on to the to the win daily live stream the, the thing that we do approximately two times a week and for every single minute that you're on the show i out of my own pocket will contribute to the rg3 foundation and for those of you that are listening on the podcast or right now please look up the rg3 foundation because what it does is really awesome a lot of people don't even know that foundation exists a lot of people don't know these nfl players have foundations because we only report bad news instead of good news anyway every minute that you come on the show so if it's for 10 minutes i donate out of my own pocket a thousand dollars i wish it could be more than 100 dollars per minute but i don't have the adidas and subway endorsements that, that you have had so If you come on for 15 minutes, $1,500, seven minutes, $700. So that's it. That's how we bring this to a logical conclusion. RG3, you come onto the show and I donate to your cause. And we have, WinDaily has about 10,000 followers. So they get to hear about the RG3 Foundation because here's the perfect part RG3, you get to talk about whatever you want to talk about for the 15, 10, seven minutes you're on the show. It's as easy as one, two, RG3. Oh,
0: man. I love that. That is fantastic. Yeah. That is a good cause too. I. It's great. Uh, I don't want to be RG3 anymore because my knees already hurt too much, but I think that <laughs> is an awesome idea. Honestly, I will make sure we are going to, we are going to blast. Yeah. I'm not, I'm going to cut that part out. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, we'll blast this around. Uh, we'll yeah. make sure. And, and I think we could even probably get some of the followers and some of the other writers. I mean, I would donate maybe not a hundred dollars a minute. Eh, screw it. Yeah. I'll donate a hundred dollars a minute for every minute he comes on. I mean, I'll even, I'll, I'll I'll even,
1: I'll even throw in this, Michael. Um I was in five fantasy football leagues last year. Um three big ones. I won all three and for the record, two of those three I won the year before as well. I will donate half of my winnings this year to the RG3 Foundation. So you're getting the $100 per minute for being 200. on the daily live stream.
0: I'll I'll donate 100. Oh, okay. We'll tell Jason. Jason, you have to donate $100 a minute. Like $300 a minute. So he's on here for 15 minutes. That's a lot of money. I can't quite 300 seven, Whatever. Keep going. Anyway, that's An ex- three grand. Extremely
1: charitable cause. You're so forty five
0: hundred dollars. Forty five hundred dollars. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. There we go.
1: So that's it. That's the pitch. So if Jason or you don't, if you want to, if you want to back away from that. One second, oh, Mr. Cody.
0: Chris Cody. Mr. Cody is going to match all of it. Is that what I just saw? Mr. Chris Cody is going to match all forty five hundred dollars if he comes on. RG three. That is nine. 9- thousand dollars if you come out chris that is sincerely so man, generous, thank you bro. so much that's so wow. generous of you we appreciate you sharing this specifically tagging rg3 and dan levitard in this so that they all Amazing. know yes chris, see chris is agreeing i think he just verbally <laughs> signed sincerely man that is so so appreciative please oh, tag rg3 that. please tag dan levitard so they know if rg3 comes on our show for 15 minutes that is nine thousand dollars i'm pretty sure that it will be donated to the rg3 foundation so i mean it's it's no brainer at this point
1: Clearly, Chris has implicitly agreed to yes. retweet the segment and have it like on like running on the Dan Levitard show uh, yes. tag as well. So mm-hmm.
0: thank yep. you for agreeing. Oh, you already agreed to it. He will retweet. That. We appreciate you, Chris. Um, and don't worry, I'll, I'll clip this out. So everybody knows that you are a very generous human being, Chris. We want everybody to know that. So thank you sincerely for that. You're a good man. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid way to end the show, guaranteeing RG3 about nine thousand dollars half of which from the incredible Chris Cody um, to come on our show. I think what what else could he possibly need at that point? So uh, Sia, where can everybody, specifically Lamar Jackson fans, find you on the internet?
1: Uh, Lamar Jackson fans can find me at
0: Sia Najad. That's S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D. And where can Mr. RG3 find you? Do you want to give him your phone number, email address, or, or does, oh, the, yeah. does well, Twitter work just as well?
1: You know, I think he already has it because I email him every day at the same time. So like at this point, like I think some of it went to his junk mail folder, but Mm -hmm. at this point, I think one of them filtered through. So he has it for sure, I think. I love it.
0: Okay, well, you can find me at MichaelRazil1. Again, sincere thanks to Chris Cody. That is just incredible. What a good dude. He makes me watch. He doesn't really make me, but I watched 17 hours of the Fast and the Furious for him. The worst he could do is donate or match our donation to the RG3 Foundation. Sincerely, Chris, we appreciate you there. You can find us absolutely at Win daily sports if you're not watching on twitter right now you might be watching on twitch or youtube we're streaming everywhere the podcast is going to come out as well so make sure to check us out there five stars are always fun we appreciate that and make sure again as i said earlier on the show windailysports.com backslash learn daily three free days of discord projections cheat sheets and articles by all of our favorite writers um and joel who's also easily one of our favorite writers because he just, dude, just keeps winning, which is incredible. So thank you all so much. Uh, thank you, RG3, for already agreeing. I, I find it hard to believe he would disagree to that. So appreciate you, Mr. RG3. Thank you all very much, and we hope you make it a very profitable evening. Yeah.